Hello everyone, welcome to A Day in the Life podcast. I'm Leanne and each week I'll be joined by a range of employers from different industry sectors. We'll discover what their career looks like, how they got there, the highs, the lows and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today, Vicky. So one thing I like to just do at the start of any podcast episode is just to have my guests introduce themselves. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we begin? Yes, of course. So my name's Vicky Horn. I'm a resourcing manager with the John Lewis Partnership. I've worked at John Lewis for eight years, always in resourcing. And at the moment, I support Waitrose Head Office. So that means I face into the customer supporting their recruitment requirements. So we have a team that supports the resourcing consultants. So we have people managers that look after them, but they can't also look after our customer mm-hmm. requirements as well so that's that's my side so sort of the account management side I don't have a degree but I do have quite a lot of life and work experience and I have got the HR qualification which is CIPD and I'm also a qualified assessor and really sort of throughout my career I've worked in customer service training and recruitment roles so you must really enjoy the work you do having been in that industry for eight years and it's it's really nice to have a guest on who actually hasn't been to university it's really good to get that aspect as well could you give us a little walk through of just how you got to where you are currently I know you're at John Lewis now but have you worked in other areas before that yeah I've had some interesting roles and I've worked for some larger companies and also some smaller companies just really sort of focused on training and recruitment but I guess most recently I was actually working down in Wales and I was doing training and MVQ assessing for a company called Acorn down there then I made a move personally into London and I started working for a small company which was called Arena 21 Um, and they're an outsourcing company or they were an outsourcing company Um, and basically what they specialised in is front of house outsourcing So as an example, you might walk into Barclays head office in Canary Wharf and the reception team that greeted you would actually work for that Ferrarini 21, Mm -hmm. so that company. But because it was a small company, it often meant what happened was that you you put multiple hats on. Um, (laughs) So I was, you know, sometimes I'd be answering the buzzer on the door and then they'd say, oh, I'm looking for the person that does the training. I'm just go and find them <laughs> and it would be me um, <laughs> and it sort of evolved that I I started doing some training and support but then moved into recruitment so in-house recruitment for them so a lot of things I learned and developed about recruiting really I, I learned on the job effectively mm-hmm. so I was developing things like the interview paperwork how I screened the candidates I was doing the offering onboarding And what's really great is that the people, some of the people that I recruited, and that was sort of 10 plus years ago, are still working at the company, one of them being a director, and he started as a reception team member. So that's something to be really proud of. Um, And that company was actually bought by a much larger organisation, which is a company called ISS. And so it became a division of that. So that was quite interesting to go from a small company to a much larger corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, I did my CIPD at weekends. And one of my fellow students there, she worked for the partnership. And she told me about some upcoming roles in the new resourcing service centre, which has been going now for eight years. 
and I went along to an assessment centre and um, became a consultant there. I did that for almost three years and then I, I was promoted into the resourcing manager role. So it's been great and I, I've worked within IT, finance in terms of recruiting for there. And then when I did my resourcing manager role, I supported John Lewis Waitrose, John Lewis and Waitrose buying and merchandising. Um, and that included things like Herbert Parkinson, which is our um, production area, mm-hmm. and also the farm that we have, which is Leckford Farm. So, but now I look after the totality of, of Waitrose head office. So, yeah, it, it's been really interesting. And I think degrees are super important. And it's, it's a bit of a regret that I don't have one. But that said... I think I've developed a lot of work experience through working at different companies and getting involved in different things. It sounds like it was just a really organic process for you, starting out quite small and just through word of mouth working your way up. And it sounded like when you were working for the smaller company, you were really hands-on. We've been doing quite a lot of work around the differences between working with a smaller company and a bigger one. Looking back for you, do you have an idea of what some of the main differences were between working for this smaller company and then working for the, the bigger John Lewis partnership? I guess the main differences for me would be about processes. So when you work for a larger corporation, you will have things that are already set out for you and ways of working that are already there and embedded. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, they're quite quick to develop them. When you work for a smaller organisation, you're perhaps responsible for creating those yourself. And, you know, you you get some more autonomy, I would say. So there's advantages and disadvantages to that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the way that you work in a smaller company can be much more organic and you have to be prepared perhaps sometimes for some frustrations that what you need or how you want to work is not really set up but then you've got the ownership to do that yourself as well so yeah certainly making a transition from a smaller organization where I'd done a lot of things myself to going into the partnership was quite interesting you know Mm -hmm. I was only doing a part of the recruitment process at John Lewis Mm -hmm. whereas in my previous company I was pretty much doing all of it (laughs) Um, and and again you know that's helped me because one of the things I do right now in the partnership is a good example is I support people to prepare for interviews so I do that as sort of a bit of a a sideline so it's we call it the interview bank Mm -hmm. and that can help anyone in the partnership prepare for an interview now I had a huge amount of experience in my past role interviewing and I've taken that into the partnership but I don't actually interview very much in my role here because that's very much down to a hiring manager effectively I was the hiring manager where I worked before so yeah yeah that's some of the differences I would say that's really interesting and it sounds like there's definitely positives to both things so you know the smaller companies you got to be really hands-on and take control of certain areas but then with the bigger ones there are just systems and processes in place that make your life really easy very much so yeah so what does a typical day look like for you at John Lewis what are the sort of ins and outs of your role there So generally, when I start work, I'll have a look and see, you know, if I've had any messages overnight. Um, People do work flexibly, particularly in 
this sort of blended working times that we're getting mm-hmm. I'll look and see what job requisitions have come through so um, looking after the waitrose side of things I need to ensure that the hiring managers are being supported in terms of the roles that are coming through and us responding to those there might be some queries some updates as an example today we're going to start a new head of category role within Waitrose so the PA for the director will be the hiring manager she was in touch this morning the resourcing consultant was in touch this morning just to see about the process and how that was going to work I'll also have a look at our statistics so it's important that we're aware of time to hire and if there's any bottlenecks today we've got our team meeting as well so that's when all the resourcing managers get together so they look after various areas of head office so finance strategy john lewis trading etc and we'll have a chat through about what we're all doing and any updates that are relevant i also still look after the farm which is down in hampshire oh wow So that's really interesting. And it's it's great because it's it's very, very different in terms of the types of recruitment that we're doing. I've got involved with, yeah, actually today this has happened. We've had, there's a live stream for what's happening within Waitrose commercial areas. So that's talking through how we handled things last year, you know, some of the stats from last year and what's happening and what's planned for this year. So that's been really interesting. So I've dived into that and have a look at that. As I mentioned earlier, I do get involved with people practicing interviews and so giving them tips and advice and um, I've worked with a couple of resourcing partners actually recently because we've done some recruitment with our in our own team and it's interesting that you're often telling people what they need to do to prepare for an interview but then when you get one yourself you're thinking oh I'm not really sure what I need to do um so yeah I've also helped a couple of, of people with that so Lots of interaction. I'll also interact with our customers as well. So in terms of internal customers, it's very varied, an emphasis on data and making sure we're delivering what we should be. But there's also a big emphasis on customer service and making sure we're supporting the internal customers in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Because I guess at the heart of it, John Lewis is retail and it is all about customer service in retail, isn't it? But yeah, like you said, it sounds so varied. I mean, there's so many different elements to your role there, but at the core, it's all down to good communication, isn't it? There's a lot of speaking to people, giving updates, doing information sessions, you know, prepping people for interviews, which is just all about communicating. Were you always great at speaking to people or did this job make you good at communicating? I would guess it's a personal passion, if Mm -hmm. I'm honest. My parents, particularly my dad, was a big speaker and liked to be involved. And he worked in operations as well. And I think it's just something that I've always felt particularly confident with the data side, not quite so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I've definitely developed my communication over the roles that I've had. When you're working in outsourcing, for example, you need to work extensively with the customer and making sure you're delivering what they need because mm-hmm. you, you are representing them. So I think that helped a great deal in terms of I was often put into situations, just a a typical example of the SME side of things. So on my first week with that company, what I hadn't realised is they were running short in one of the team, which is actually Lloyd's Bank, so the head office in London. And so my manager suggested that I went in and worked on reception to learn about how to do the job actually sort of on the floor. Mm -hmm. So that when I was training and helping people, I'd had an understanding, which I thought was a great idea. But actually, they were also plugging a gap as well. (laughs) Um, So 
but it really did help in terms of understanding that corporate landscape how you need to communicate, how you need to deliver that service. So it was hugely beneficial as well, but it just shows some of the sort of agile ways that you have to work when you work in a smaller company. And the same, you know, the same does happen in in the partnership at times. But yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah, I think just being able to communicate, it sounds like quite a simple thing, but until you're in a situation where you've you've customer facing or you're people facing and it's people you've never met and you're having to provide a service it's actually a skill that you do need to practice I mean I spent quite a few years in retail and I was never a great communicator before that I must say but when you've chapter 40 strangers a day you just learn to become quite good at speaking. And, you know, for any students listening who might just have had retail jobs or jobs that are customer service, I think those skills are so important and not necessarily something that you gain from having a degree alone. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to often have in your mind, if you think, is this the right thing to say? Potentially it's not because you've you've cross-checked yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's taking the lead from others, taking the lead from your customer. So seeing how they react to the way that you're communicating with them. I think it's not, it's also not being afraid to speak your mind, but also to speak your mind in a way that's professional and, and able to help you and help the people that you're working with as well. Definitely. And you do find that balance and you do find your own way that works for you. It's just putting it into practice, isn't it? But yeah, I feel like we've got a really good insight there as to your role and what it entails and everything. What are some of your favourite parts of the job? I guess my big driver is I like helping people and working for a co-owned business being an owner of the business means that by helping people I'm helping the business and I just like making a contribution and I think particularly when you work in resourcing it's so great to see the success stories of the people that you've seen come into the partnership and we've seen the start of their journey into into joining us and then you're interacting them with in a different way because they're a partner like you as well so yeah just seeing that progress is is great for me. That must be really nice, you know, mm-hmm. seeing people that you've you've helped progress further through their career must be a very mm-hmm. satisfying part of the yeah. job. And what are some of the not so great parts? <laughs> I guess there's a couple of things, really. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I think one thing that people don't tell you about sort of recruitment and resourcing roles is that you do have to deliver bad news and that can be really tough sometimes. So you you have to give feedback that sometimes people don't want to hear. You have to tell people that they haven't got a job that they've worked really hard to apply and interview for. So that that can be quite tough. Naturally, as as a person, I'm more attuned to a communication side and less to a sort of mathematical data side. So the data is challenging for me and I need to work with others to help me set up systems and processes and then once I get the hang of it so once I've got my setup already <laughs> and I know I know where to find the information and what I need to do then then I'm okay but I do find it a little bit more challenging I'll be honest so you will look at things like diversity data you'll also look at things like time to hire how many people we're getting at each stage of the resourcing and recruitment process Mm -hmm. Um, because it's important for us to see if there are points in our process where candidates drop off and then also doing that link as well between diversity and seeing if, if 
if we are adversely impacting any of our diverse candidates that are applying to us, because obviously we don't want that to happen. So it's just making sure that what we're doing, the numbers are also telling us the right story as well. And then fundamentally as well, there are things like making sure our team size is big enough or accommodating enough to deal with the work coming in and meeting the targets that we set ourselves in terms of helping our customers. And just going back to what you said about having to deliver the the bad news to people, do you feel like that's something that gets easier the more you do it? Or is it something that is always a bit of a difficult one to have to overcome each time? It is a bit challenging. And I think, I guess my key learns are you sort of take a deep breath before you make the call. You, You try and put yourself in that, in that person's shoes and try and understand and empathize with how they might be feeling and I think for me it's also important to not have a preconceived idea about how someone might react because you do have candidates that they know that maybe it wasn't their most successful (laughs) interview but you'll also have people that worked particularly hard and can't understand where they may have sort of let themselves down and so there's lots of scenarios that will play out And I think it's important to go into the call with a sort of neutral mindset and then see how it plays out. And just like you said, everyone's going to react differently. It's just having empathy and listening and responding to each thing differently. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about working for a company like John Lewis? I think it's got a fantastic reputation, which is amazing. And I'm really pleased and happy to work for the brand. But also, I think working in a co-owned business culturally is quite a different way to work because it, it can mean a lot more communication and it can mean that processes are a little bit slower to Mm -hmm. get going and and that culture and that way of working can take a little while to get your head around it is a really fantastic place to work and I would definitely advocate and say if you have the opportunity come and join the John Lewis partnership however I would also add a little side note to say that every company has its own idiosyncrasies weird and wonderful ways of working and that's the same (laughs) By co-owned, do you mean John Lewis and Waitrose are both owners of the company? No, it means that basically, so we don't have any shareholders. Mm -hmm. So as you join and become a partner, you are an owner of the business. So effectively, we all have a say in how the business is run. I see. So we're not held to account by shareholders, but we do have, for example, we have a partnership council. So that council can hold the chairman to account and can say, we're not happy with the way things are running. And they do actually have the power to vote that chairman out if they wish to. And there's a set of constitutions that we work towards and principles. And yeah, so like the co-op, for example, that's also another co-owned co-owned business as well so yeah but John Lewis Partnership is is the largest organization in the UK that's co-owned wow I had absolutely no idea I've heard of these co-ownerships but assumed that they were just normally smaller companies is there anything else that people might misconceive about John Lewis is there more to John Lewis than just retail yeah very much so Leanna I think that's one of the challenges we have selfishly particularly in recruitment that when people think about retail I think 
they may think about the shops, they may think about the online platform, and that's great. But basically, there's a whole team behind those that create what we represent so there's an it team that are looking after the online function there's a finance team doing all our numbers marketing making sure we've got you know the john lewis advert that comes out every Mm -hmm. year and that we've got the point of sale materials that are you know in our stores so there's a huge breadth of opportunity within retail and it isn't just about being someone that serves you in in a store or being a branch manager for example and i think for all retailers we'd want people to understand you know to students out there that there's some fantastic sort of behind the scenes opportunities Um, and that's not to say that branch opportunities don't give you an awful lot you know if you imagine running a Waitrose or a John Lewis branch that's a huge amount of operational responsibility and it really does flex your skills in lots of different ways I, I think for me with retail it's the breadth of opportunities that are there so I would say don't discount it yeah absolutely and how could we forget about the famous John Lewis advert there must be a whole creative army behind behind that one John Lewis have an industrial placement program that takes place and just looking through some of the departments that you can get involved with there's the marketing there's quality assurance the data side buying the graphic design so there's there's a whole range there and I think it is so important to take that into consideration not just see John Lewis as a retailer which you are but there's there's so much behind the scenes like you say that that doesn't always meet the eye yeah and a, a sort of positive news story is that 10% of our students for this year's IP intake are coming from your university maybe we'll we'll get in touch with those alumni later on down the line and see yeah, if you can yeah, yeah give us some insight as to how they're getting on that's that's yeah. really promising and in terms of yourself and this role have you did you learn anything surprising about yourself whilst working for John Lewis I guess sort of going back to my previous point I probably was a little bit short-sighted in terms of what goes on behind the scenes for a retailer so it's been really interesting to learn about the different jobs that we have in the partnership and I really love finding out more about what we do so it's I guess it's been for me it's been great that I feel like it's a continual learning journey and you know the the saying of you learn something new every day and I truly do particularly in this job so I really like that is there anything you wish you would have known before embarking on your career any top tip or final insight you want to put out there to our listeners <laughs> um, I think it yeah maybe I think try and put yourself in the other person's shoes I think would be good I think understanding where they're coming from I think is fundamental if you're in a sort of service function and as I mentioned earlier I hadn't quite anticipated the bad news piece <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think Learning about those sorts of situations has taught me an awful lot about how to support other people and how to help and develop them as well when things haven't gone to plan. That's a really nice way to end. Yeah, thank you so much for all of your um, your insights. It's been really lovely to hear about how your role developed. And, you know, for any of our listeners who might be interested in a career at John Lewis or an industrial placement, we can definitely include some of the links to your careers pages there. And if anybody wanted to get in touch with you independently, Vicky, would that be okay? Yeah, more than happy. Um, definitely 
drop me a line on LinkedIn if you want to know more or if perhaps you've seen a role that you might be interested in for the future then then yeah I'm here and happy to help and that wraps up today's episode thanks for listening everyone be sure to check back for new episodes with more exciting guests in the future and we'll see you next time